All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Food Fitness Family Podcast. What is this? Number five? Now it's number six. Mm, we're at number, number six. six we're, is this sick? Dang. This is six. Man, crushing it. Who would have thought we would have made it this far? I know. I know. <laughs> no, but seriously, we got six and uh, we're over like four or 500 downloads, something crazy. Yeah, like that. I was going to say, I looked up before I got on here. You know, I, I, I wrote that in a little thing. I just wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners on here. Um, I don't know what you thought we were going to be out after, you know, five episodes, but like we're at 100, almost, we're at almost 600 downloads. I think it was like, yeah, three. I, I would have thought we would have been at a hundred. So it's pretty dope to see. I thought it was going to be you, me and our parents listening. And that was going to be about yeah. it. I was shocked when my wife even listened there today. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nicole doesn't, she's not a huge podcaster, but she'll, she'll listen here or there, which I always appreciate, but no. Yeah. I mean, we don't necessarily intend this on ever being a monster podcast, but it's been a fun yeah. journey. But so we're on far. our way, baby. We, we're we, coming we, for the top. We love doing this. And hopefully everybody that's listening is enjoying the ride with us and hopefully learning something each episode. Heck yeah, man. Well, you know, uh, how was your uh, last seven days? You know, last seven days were solid before we hopped on here. You know, I talked about just I've been lacking in the mobility department, especially before leg days and stuff. So I, I haven't been able, they will hit legs for about the past 10, 14 days or so, which is always uh a sad time so i just need to get back to prioritizing that mobility work which you and i kind of talked about a little bit but yeah. you know aside from that it was uh went to an awesome concert on tuesday one of the coles and i's favorite band uh flip turn down at a um, record bar which was a good time nice. uh both woke up feeling really bad on wednesday like i only had like a drink or two like it wasn't anything crazy dude, dude um, it I, takes nothing anymore i i don't even think it was that like i don't know what it was but we woke, both woke up like i was feeling woozy like not like even stomach, just like literally wow. almost dizzy. It was, it was strange. Uh, so I called in at work and didn't go in and I ended up sleeping like five hours in the middle of the day. So that was good. Um, I clearly needed that, but no, aside from that though, had a couple of client consults this week, uh, sign up a new client, um, a lady down in Florida, um, which I'm really excited to, to be able to work nice. with her and whatnot. But, uh, aside from that, I don't think there's anything, anything else. noteworthy. <clears throat> to out. Nice man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Gosh, my seven days. What have I done besides cardio? I do basically cardio and then more cardio. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it was a good week. I uh, Tuesday, I got a nice refeed of 800 grams of carbs. What do you do uh, which, for majority of those carbs? Um, well, I had two full sleeves of rice cakes that day, cream of rice, um, normal rice. I had some pineapple. Uh, I had like a pound of potatoes. I love potatoes. When you say two um, full sleeves of rice cakes, sorry, I'm getting stuck on that. I'm not talking about like, the individual packages. You're talking, talking about, about the whole entire. So you're talking about and sleeve. You rock twenty eight, like forty, rice cakes. like forty rice. No, I think. I think it was seven and seven in each little individual package. So I, I thought there was eight or nine, eight in each one. So it might, it might be different brands. Who knows? But regardless. Well, and I, I opened another one. So I probably had like 30 oh, or 35 yeah. rice cakes. Yeah, you did. Um, which I what, really enjoy because they flavor? go down chocolate. Oh, of course. Because they go down like air and they just sit well in my stomach. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, eating, let's see, eating five rice cakes is way easier than eating 200 grams of rice. You know what I mean? Very true. And it's a little mix of it. It's literally like a little cookie. I mean, we, we've talked yeah. about that before. I would love for people, you know, if you're – really heavy on eating lots of uh, chips or cookies or candy, just replace the rice cake, rice cakes for a while. I mean, it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds weird, but it's delicious. But it's great, but it's great. Yeah. yeah. So I had that, uh, signed a couple of clients. Mm, nice. Um, it, I, I kind of had a slower week with clients, which was really nice because not that I ever want to be slow with clients, but 
the last couple of weeks, I've, I don't know what's happening, but I, I'm sure you've gotten this where you just get a massive influx all at once. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and that's how my last two weeks have been. And it was almost like I was having issues keeping up, but I've gotten yeah. it done. Uh, very blessed. You know I mean? I, I love, love when people trust me to work with me. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun. I got a buddy coming in town tomorrow from a mentorship group that I've never met. We just talk a lot over Instagram. So meet him, pick him up. I got my last leg day tomorrow before show two of three. Mm -hmm. uh yeah man just ready to get it done got a lot of trunk retreats set up this weekend for the little one and just ready to rock it man yeah definitely and an open house at body shop on monday right oh shit yeah, so yeah, yeah. everybody who's listening to this you'll be everyone listening who's on listening monday morning. on monday morning we are having a free open gym from nine to six yeah. on halloween yeah. come on out we're having sign up specials uh i'll be there basically the whole time so it'll be great uh, also, we are sponsoring All Stars. So if you guys are in Overland Park, you want to come out to Overland Park Convention Center, November 5th, uh, 7 o'clock. I think tickets are like 40 bucks. We'll have a booth out there. Uh, we have a very exciting announcement to make for everyone. Uh, so come on out, find out what it is, and we'll go from there. Exciting stuff, exciting stuff. And a little shameless plug for myself as well. Currently, I'm running – I've never done a, a holiday special like this going into the holidays, uh, but currently running a, a holiday challenge essentially over the next two months. I, I When I was Googling some stuff, I found some stats that were pretty interesting. I think the average person gains over eight pounds during the holidays, so November, oh, wow. December. Um, so I was like, you know, people already kind of are trying to get in the mindset of, hey, you know, I'm going to start something in New Year's, which is usually when 99% of the population starts something anyway. But, you know, why double the amount of weight you got to lose if you can kind of tread water? And, yeah. you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, you know, controlling the controllables and thinking about if you got 180 meals over the course of those two months, you know, have 20, 25 free meals, eat whatever you want for those meals with family and stuff like that. But if we can control the other 155, um, you know, see if we can maintain as we head into the new year, build some habits, build some good mindsets and then kind of hit the, hit the ground running. So a little shameless plug on that. And so that's a little two month program, but aside Heck from that yeah. though, let's uh, get into our, our topic today, which is a, yeah. &A. let's get into these questions, man. Uh, you want to do yours first? Or you want to do mine first? Um, we can kind of go back and forth a little bit. Let's, okay. uh, let's, let's start with one of yours. Yeah, well, what? So all my questions came from the box at the gym. So if you guys are ever are a member at Body Shop or you come into Body Shop, we have a little ballot box up front. So if you guys ever have questions or anything like that, drop them in there. We'll get them answered for you. Uh, so my first one is, what do you use to track macros and micros? Cool. You want me to start? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and go. Then I'll go from there. This this one should be pretty fairly easy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we've we've done a little bit of a topic on this before when we talked about strict, uh, you know, diet plan versus macro. Uh, you know, just check, tracking your macros and flexible dieting. Uh, my fitness pal is what I've always used. Um, there are limitations to it. There's I think there's issues with every single you know food logging app, but uh, definitely. My fitness pal is at least the most user friendly, at least in my opinion. As long as you can kind of work out the kinks with it all. Um. Yeah, that's what I use. That's what I yeah. recommend my clients do. Yeah, I'd say my fitness pal. I also like Carb Manager, um, but also like if you're eating, if you're eating the same thing every day, there's no reason to track. You yeah. know what I mean? Some people yeah. I know that they eat the same thing every day, but they still put it in their app every day. It's yeah. kind of weird to me. Um, as far as micros, I, I don't track micros. Um, I do try to eat fruit two to three times a day, mm -hmm. um, but the, about the only macro I track really would be my sodium, and that's not that's micro. not like. Yeah. Yeah, that's not sodium within the food. That's my added sodium. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, it's not like I really measure it. Um, I have a twist uh, Himalayan shaker and I count my twists. 
So during my off season, my meals are really big. I'll do like 10 twists per meal. Uh, right now I do like seven twists per meal. And then my pre-workout, I may do like two extra twists to get that sodium in there. But other than that, I really don't track micros because there's just so many things to track. You know Definitely. what I mean? Um, I did kind of experiment around and I found this on a, on a podcast one time. It was called Chronometer, I believe is what it is. Um, and that allows you to also put in like your supplementation so that, nice. so, you know, if you're putting all your food in there, cause you can also add your food as well. Um, I kind of want to explore a little bit more with them. I'm always looking for, okay, how can I enhance, you know, my, yeah. my, my experience or my client experience as well. Um, but yeah, so you can also input your supplements in there. So you can be like, oh my God, I'm getting way too much vitamin A or whatever the yeah. case is. Now, ultimately a lot of that stuff, especially if you're looking at, you know, your supplementation is only so much of those supplements are, are bioavailable. So yep. if it says you're getting 500% of your daily, you know, amount of it, you're, you're only getting a fraction of that you're maybe at best getting 20 to 30% of whatever the supplement is kind of giving you. So, um, you know, it's always best, best in food, but even then just with farming practices and stuff like that, it's hard to get the right micronutrients. Yeah. I would say the biggest one on that supplementation wise that I can think that you're not getting the whole thing would be like L-carnitine. Yeah. Um, so L-carnitine, I think, I think you're only getting yielding like 10%. Uh, it's it's oh, really? something insanely low yeah. uh, if you take it orally. Um, so, I mean, this, honestly, I know this, you guys can even take this for natties. Um, I know it kind of probably goes against what, what some of you guys stand for, but you can do an injectable L-carnitine. Um, they sell it, uh, I think Amino Pure or Amino Asylum. Mm -hmm. They sell them in like mm -hmm. 200, 500 and 700 mg per mil. Um, I know it sounds weird and you're injecting the vitamin, but it doesn't have to bypass the liver. It doesn't have to bypass the gut straight into the bloodstream, yeah. um, straight into the muscle. And when you take it, um, intramuscularly instead of orally, it has different health benefits. So you're going to get more, um, fat oxidation. You're going to get more nitrous oxide production in your blood vessels, which nitric oxide is kind of like Teflon for your blood vessels. So it helps uh, cholesterol and things like that not stick. Um, it's also been shown to help increase ejection fraction of the heart. Um, so it can make your heart work better. Um, and then also for people who have LVH, which is left ventricle hypertrophy, which is basically the valve that the blood comes out of, it enlarges and gets less pliable. And therefore your heart has a harder time working. It's actually been shown to reduce that and um, bring it back down. Also, one more is that if someone is like in a full blown thyroid storm, um, like their thyroid is just going absolutely absurd. They've been shown in hospitals to mega dose it at like 5,000 milligrams to help bring them out of that. So oh, really, that's cool. honestly, if there's one, if there's one supplement that I would suggest to a lot of people, it would yeah. be injectable L-carnitine. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm sure it's not as good as the injectable version of it, but I know new ethics makes that liposomal. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Like, it's not quite as good. Tongue. Yeah. I figured yeah, it wouldn't but, be as good, but it's probably better than just, but, it, powder but it's better than the powder because you're still doing it under liposomal. You're still doing it under the tongue. So it's, is it getting absorbed in the bloodstream? Cause some people, quicker, yeah. they don't want to inject themselves. And I understand yeah. that, but to get, first of all, you're not going to get the same benefit, but to get the same amount orally, you're going to have to take like eight grams, five grams. You know what I mean? It's, yep. it's a lot. <laughs> yep. And, and like you said, you know, especially if you're taking capsules, whatever the case is, your, your liver's got to, you know, mm -hmm. handle a lot of that. Your whole digest system has to kind of process some of that stuff versus sure. just kind of going, um, you know, into a vein or into a muscle, whatever the case yeah, is. For sure. Um, yeah, cool. So let's go to the next one. 
All right. I got, I got one right here. All right. So this one's a good one. What are the most complex factors to work around when you're helping a, a client with a diet? So, you know, I'm assuming this is like, Hey, a new client comes on to you. You know, what are some difficult cases that you've got to kind of work around with this? Yeah, I, I would definitely say just to start off. I mean, the big ones would be how's their hormone health? How's their gut health? Um, but I think secondly, how is their mental health? Are they in a spot? You know what I mean? I have people all the time who want help, but damn, you can't even get them to update. And it's, it's like, they get upset and they quit. And it's like, you try to get them on calls, you know, you're constantly chasing them down. Uh, I, I find that to be the hardest is that people want the results, but they don't necessarily want to work for the results. Yep. Um, so that can be some of the hardest ones is working around client mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, managing unrealistic unrealistic expectations big one yeah um i I think honestly sometimes those are bigger ones than the hormone stuff i mean i would completely agree because you know if if you have the 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 client with the right kind of a mindset um you know they have all kind of the right habits in place and stuff like that with their lifestyle but we just need to tweak some things so we can optimize gut health we can optimize hormones and stuff like that then those changes aren't that bad they might take a while to fix and they might be restrictive in some sort of a way but ultimately, you know, if, if you have a client with a, with a mindset issue, you know, like you said, unrealistic expectations, you know, they have a, a one of my intake form questions is, you know, their relationship with their body, the relationship with food, that type of stuff. Yep. So, you know, if you're having to kind of work with that stuff, that to me is one of the more complex things. And again, that comes back to, you know, we need those clients to be vulnerable with us and to be able to share that information and share that on a weekly basis. So we know how things are going or we know how to back things off. You know, I, you know, I start off with a full plan with people, but some people, they need you to kind of back off and simplify it and make it less um, focused, if you will, and just yep. more stick with kind of basic guidelines. And we can always build that up. But I would completely agree. It's, it's that, that, that mindset that is usually, you know, decades and decades of, of time that's kind of built up to creating these underlying obstacles. That's yeah, not just physical health. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So my next one is when someone is practicing posing in public, is it okay to stop and watch? What do you think? Well, to me, honestly, if somebody's posing, number one, they're probably probably not for anybody else. They're probably doing it so they can look at themselves, especially if you're an an actual bodybuilder. You know, if you're just a dude in the gym, then you probably are doing it so other people can just look at you. But regardless, whether you are a competitor about to step on stage or you're somebody who just is admiring themselves in the mirror, um, people can stop and watch. I mean, I'm not going to necessarily stop and watch, but if you're an impressive bodybuilder, then yeah, I'm going to check it out for a little bit. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I do as well. Um, But yeah, so I think it's, I don't know. I guess it depends on the purpose of why it is they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes it's yeah. cringeworthy and you don't want to watch. It is. It is. I mean, uh, so let's see. Um, if you're practicing posing in public, I mean, I think it's ridiculous if you got upset that someone didn't watch because it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but also, my man Jordan Ward and I, we went to Pink Muscle last year when uh, Big Rami was guest posing. For those of you who don't know, Big Rami is the best bodybuilder in the world. And we were changing in the locker room and him and Chad walked in and they started posing and we were like 10 feet away. That's wild. I didn't even have pants on. I just stood there and watched. Stared. Oh yeah. I didn't even oh, care. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't care if I felt rude. You're, you're going to be the best body in the world. And I'm not going to sit here and watch you pose. Like people yeah. pay hundreds of dollars for this. Yeah. Not in a creepy way, but like, yeah, of you course. know, Olympia tickets. I mean, you're looking at like $200 for a night show for a decent seat. 
Uh, yeah. So, and I got to say, uh, you know, whenever I'm just posing and I'm not trying to do it in front of people, but I'm posing at the gym, uh, you know, getting ready for a comp or even not getting ready for a comp, just checking my physique and whatnot. If you're going to stop and watch that, that's just audience to me. And I welcome to the show, baby. Ex- exactly. Like I'm, I'm already, <laughs> I'm already posing hard. I'm going to only pose harder and longer the longer you stay here and watch it. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe, maybe just look at them through the mirror and wink at them. Yeah. You know, exactly. Let them know that you appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. But you know, I will say, um, you know, if, if you have a spot in the gym, uh, this is for somebody who is posing that, you know, like I used to go to the cardio room or whatever the case would be like at Gold's or World or whatever kind of grown up. If you can get away and go do that, then, yeah, I mean, go kind of enjoy your time by yourself and not do it just directly there on the middle of the workout floor. Uh, but every gym is a little bit different. Every setup is a little bit different. You know, we have our little posing corner there, uh, but sometimes that's being utilized. And if you've got a show coming up, you got to pose where you got to pose. Yeah, but for the love of God, please stop having full-blown photo shoots in the middle of a busy gym oh, yeah. on the floor in front of the mirror for 30 minutes with you and your friends. Yep. Go pose in the corner. Just stop doing it. <laughs> stop. I hate it. Yeah. I don't care if you pose. I hate oh, I, I like yeah. to I like to look at myself too. Just stop doing it in the middle of the gym at 6 p.m. when it's yeah. packed. It's that's just a, rude. It's a rude Saturday, Sunday morning type of thing when yes. there's not a whole lot of people around. Yes, go for 100%. it. Hundred percent. Cool. I think we nailed that one. Yeah, I'm gonna get angry. We should move on. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. N- next one I got over here is any advice that help with consistency on dieting. Um, and I would take this whether it's mm. whether you're cutting or you're you're just trying to follow a, a plan and just get healthier. Yeah, uh, I think you know I think it needs to come down as what 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 are your goals and yeah. what are you willing to do to achieve those goals? At the end of the day what you're doing you you have to decide what it's worth and is stepping on stage and every time i'm in a diet and or i'm sorry my nose is just every time that i am dieting for a show and i want to cheat and i look at something i'm like i want to eat that i think i'm going to be on stage in front of hundreds of people i don't know in my underwear do i want to be embarrassed now, I'm already not a good bodybuilder. So do I want to look even worse? Absolutely not. Okay. And when I'm in the off season, what is purpose is that going to give me? Now, don't get me wrong. I'll snack here and there or I'll, I'll have a cheat meal. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we just have to think about what your goals are and is it really worth it to you? What's worth it is always the kind of the thought that I go through. Yeah. To get, to give up something for a, a short amount of time. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, yep. and, and a lot of times I find that the thought of eating the shitty food way, is way actually, better than actually eating. Uh, is actually better than eating it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's my, especially, especially once you've gotten away from it. So like, I mean, for instance, yeah. uh, you know, fast food, uh, people that love fast food, they love fast food. But if you step away from fast food for a month or a couple of months, you, you might enjoy those first few bites of it, but you're going to feel like mm-hmm. dog shit right afterwards. And, and then, and then that's again, coming back to, is this really worth it? And, yeah. some, and there, there are plenty of foods out there. I love a really good New York slice of pizza. Like I'm okay with that kind of causing some havoc over the next day or so, just because I absolutely love that. But yeah. that to me is worth it. Not just snacking just for the sake of it. Now, in terms of, you know, what's helping you with consistency, obviously, you know, having clear goals and why those goals are important to you is kind of step one. You've got to have that kind of, kind of nailed down. Um, but you know, again, like whenever it comes to what I'm doing with my clients is I want to make sure that the food that they're eating is stuff they enjoy eating. And really same thing for us as well. You know, you've been in prep for 30 weeks, plus, yeah. you know, give or take, 
you've got to be able to enjoy some of the foods that you're eating as yep. well and find those ways to kind of, you know, uh, amend things to, again, in, improve the enjoyment so you can continue to adhere to it. So I think that's kind of a big key as well. Um, something I like to do for clients as well is, uh, depending on where we're at in it, like a cut phase or something, but, you know, build in on their diet plan, uh, a treat that they can enjoy at nighttime. At least for me, that's when I and more snacky. It's not during the day. It's not morning time. I want to have something I'm looking forward to at night tense, whether that's a bowl of cereal or, you know, that's some Kodiak cake, you know, pancakes yeah. or the case with some sugar-free syrup, just something that you have something to look forward to, I think allows you to get through that day a little bit easier with it. Yeah. yeah that's why I keep my favorite meal at night is beef, rice, and yeah. some strawberries. I yeah. Just, so good. you have that to look forward to. Yeah. If you didn't have that and you were saving your worst meal that you just hate eating, for, mm -hmm. for that time. Well, first off, hopefully you're not hating any of the meals that we're eating, but secondly, the average person is more likely to say, well, I'd rather not have that today. So I'm not going to, and then you go make a different choice. Yep. No, hundred percent. So, uh, I'll handle this next one. Cause you're not going to know anything. <laughs> I've, no. I've, I, I know people that have done this and I have yeah. my own anecdotal, you know, from my perspective, vision of it and why it's probably not a good thing but and when i, I say I, that i, I don't yours. i don't mean that rudely it's just no i i know that he does not work he does not work with people with it so it's like no. he's not uh it just says trend question mark so uh i'll just start off by saying that trend is a very powerful drug um originally it was made for cattle you know it's not typically made for human consumption but bodybuilders love it it's considered the nectar of the gods um, but honestly, people abuse the living shit out of it. Um, it makes you strong. It makes you harder. It can increase, uh, your, your, uh, not your appetite. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Diet brain in right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it can increase your uh, metabolism. There we go. Okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, but you know, it has some very harsh side effects. You know, it, it can increase prolactin and prolactin is a hormone that is produced by the pituitary and it is mainly um, there for like development of breast tissue in milk and women. So I've literally seen guys whose coaches put them on this drug for a long time and they're literally producing milk out of their nipples. Okay. I've seen it firsthand. I'm not lying. Uh, it can also plummet your HDL down into the single digits, which is awful. You don't want your good cholesterol that low. Um, I mean, if you're going to run it, I think eight weeks max, um, but I've heard of people running it year round. I've heard of people running it 24 weeks. I've heard, I've heard of 16 year olds running it. Like, honestly, it's, it's awful. And I've talked to people like, Oh, my body loves trend. Are you sure? Have you gotten blood work done? Cause like half you guys don't even check your blood work. So it's like, maybe you think you love it because you don't have any yeah. external physical side effects, but hardly, I mean, everyone's is affected by some, some way. So what do you think? Yeah. I mean, again, I have no personal experience. I've, I don't, I don't coach people that are on it either, but um, you know, I've got two friends of mine that, you know, I was close to while they were taking it. And I know that um, they were extremely depressed. They had um, yeah. one of them had more like suicidal type of thoughts yeah. and stuff, which was obviously scary. And it was just, uh, you know, just scary side effects in that way. Plus yeah. all the things you kind of mentioned with it. It but, can definitely you know, alter your mood of depression. Of course, uh, yeah. Um, and again, it, it comes back lot. to what's, what are we really doing this for? You know, if you're a competitive yep. bodybuilder and you're, you're making a living off of this, then okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that's, you know, what you want to do with it. But if you're not doing that and you're having all these benefits, all these side effects to it, at what cost is this kind of coming kind of to your point, you know, again, I've 
never delved into this world, but my first question where anybody, you know, if they have a question about it, just thinking that I'm going to know something about it or whatever the case I'm like, do you get blood work done regularly? Like, do you have any idea what the underlying health looks like? And if you do fantastic, but are you going to maintain that? And if things are kind of off, do you have a doctor that you can actually, you know, communicate about this stuff with to make sure that everything is going smoothly? Um, And nine times out of 10, those same people that would come into, they have no idea. And there's like, I just want to get big. Well, fantastic. But is that really worth, you know, dying in the next decade or a couple decades or having all these massive things because you don't have the right guidance? And that's the number one thing you should have. If you're going to be putting something. But those same people, they they can't even follow diet or train properly. Yeah. And exactly. If you can't execute your sleep, your training, your nutrition, regular life balance without it, how are you going to do that? It, it, it just, it's, yeah, it's just baffling that yeah, again, I, that, that that's like the bodybuilders or the wannabe bodybuilders, like quick fix. It's like, yep. Hey, let's throw this at it. If we don't have anything else yeah. in check, I've pressed everything people, else done, do it. yeah, I've pressed people with trend and without trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you can definitely get in shape without it. You can definitely get in shape with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a make or break, but I think it comes down to the person's mental capacity yep. and whether or not I think they can handle it or whether or not they need it. Cause if I don't think they need it, then I'm not going to use it. Yeah. But to me, less is more so. Yeah. What uh what you got next week on me? That was good, Marcus. I like that. Yeah, decent, decent little perspective for somebody who doesn't know how yeah, yeah. well but I, I really don't, you know. I've never I, delved I, into it. Yeah, I think that's a good perspective to have for someone who's been who's never experienced it, but has someone who has been around it. I, I was gonna say I've been in gyms all my life and seeing every make and model of person that that does yeah. that stuff or doesn't, whatever the case is. So yeah, it's just ultimately it comes down to Make sure your health is in check and make sure that you're consistently, you know, checking that out and make sure everything is staying in check and, and, you know, do whatever you want to do outside of that then. But uh, next one I have here are net carbs versus total carbs. So essentially, you know, should you worry about net carbs? Should you worry about total carbs? Essentially what the difference here is total carbs are all of your carbs, all your sugars, all of your uh, fiber, all included in that carb total. Whereas net carbs are your total carbs minus the fiber. So if I had 150 grams of carbs a day and I had 30 grams of fiber, then my net carbs are going to be 120 grams. Um, so essentially, at least and uh, kind of my perspective with this is that I, I don't care about net carbs. I care about your total carbs. Yep. And ultimately, I think if you're going to track another thing on top of it, which I think you should, is tracking your fiber, making sure you have X amount of fiber each day. So yeah. I'd much rather you tell me I had 150 grams of carbs and I had 30 grams of, of, of fiber versus oh, my net carbs were this. Like, okay, fantastic. Um, I want to know that you're tracking your fiber because that's another thing that people are just under eat on. I mean, yeah. the average American gets like 10 to 15 grams of fiber and that's not near enough of what we should be eating. Um, so that's kind of my my stance on that. This track yeah. total, track fiber. No, I agree. I think, uh, I think if you're going to start tracking stuff like that, I think it just becomes kind of uh, micromanaging. It becomes kind of overthinking. Uh, and depending on the person, it could be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think total is where it's at. And I think bodybuilders in general, the bodybuilding diet is very lackluster in fiber. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what I like to do, uh, I will have my people either start the morning off with 10 grams of glutamine, a shot of apple cider vinegar and a tablespoon of psyllium husk. And I'll have them squirt some meal in it and drink it to where kind of, we're kind of kicking off of the day. Uh, or what I do for myself is after my last meal, I come downstairs, I have a tablespoon to two tablespoons of, of uh, psyllium husk, and that's my nightcap. Usually that I let it do its magic overnight. And in the morning, within 10 minutes of my feet hitting the ground, you know, I'm, I need to go. So 
Yeah. Uh, but I also find that I clean up easier, you know, when I use the restroom and things like that and my digestion feels a hundred times better. Yeah. Um, the last I, few times I've been to Vegas and I'm like, I don't need to bring my fiber. I find myself going to CVS and I'm taking, I'm, and I can only find capsules and I'm taking half a bottle at a time to meet a tablespoon. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely irritating. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that as well. You know, uh, I didn't even really know about Slim Husk until you, you had mentioned it when, you know, when we started prep and I needed, I was like, Hey, you know, I, I got to get my fiber up. You know, what's a good, you know, thing for you to do. I always used uh, back in the day, I use like flaxseed and I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, it's essentially acts as estrogen in your body as well. So not a huge fan of it'd be that. Hard so. on, it'd be hard on the gut too. Yeah. And uh, it, it raises SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin, which I have a problem with having a lower free testosterone. So I want to make sure that my SHBG is not too elevated. I actually talked to a functional medicine doctor and she kind of said the same thing as yeah, well. Because it can rob it. Yeah. So she said, you know, next time you get labs done, get SHBG added onto it, which I already intended on doing, but so that was good to know that that was my thought. And then she said the same thing, but, um, that's why no, a, lot so, of en- a lot of enhanced bodybuilders will stay on a, like 10 milligrams of like provirin daily year round because yeah. it helps free up and lower, uh, SHBG. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Um, but no, I, I always, always used uh, chia seeds as well, which I love chia seeds. Great, great source of mo- omega fats. Um, good source of fiber as well. But again, like if we need a lower fat or maybe yep. we don't want to take up, you know, almost 10 grams of fat with just chia seeds mm-hmm. that are flavorless, then that psyllium husk has been awesome. And and really, I love that. Uh, I add it into a protein shake or two a day just to get in that extra fiber. I mean, I think uh, the one that I have is like really, really finely ground. So one tablespoon is like 12 grams of fiber, which is yeah, easy nice. to knock it out. It's something you don't want to let sit for a while once you put it like with liquid. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've done that. I've made that mistake a few times. I'll like mix it in the morning, take it into sludge. I'll forget about it for like five or 10 minutes while I'm driving to work and I'll go to it. Exactly. Then it's just a sludgy. Uh, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm mixing it and chugging it right away. Exactly. Same. All right. That was mine that I had uh, wrote down from Instagram. Well, I got, uh, uh, I got, we'll just do three more. I got four, but I'll pick my three best. Cool. Yeah, um, any of you body shop members definitely uh make sure that you're, you know, anytime you have a question um or a question that you think it might help other people as well, you know, write it down, toss it in that box so the next time we do a Q&A, we can answer your questions. Does a box squat work if you rock forward? Okay. What do you think? Well, so me personally, I haven't done box squats since high school. Uh so I'm not going to be the the best answer with that. I mean, what I'm kind of picturing whenever you're saying like rock forward is you're using a little bit of momentum to get your weight back up onto your feet. Um, that's kind of how I'm picturing it. Is that kind of what you would Yeah, say? like you're kind of leaning back and then leaning forward into yeah. it to get it up. I mean, to me, if you're doing box squat, you're likely lifting pretty heavy weight. So if you're doing a whole lot of rocking and using a lot of momentum like that, to me, that's a lot of moving parts. And it seems like it would be more dangerous. But again, I have it box squatted in over a decade probably. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I find in my experience that uh, mainly people who are who do more powerlifting or strength stuff do box yeah. squats. Uh, I don't like the thought of rocking with a lot of weight on my spine. Uh, but secondly, you know, to me, uh, the point of a box squat is to stop all the momentum and, and to build power out of that. So you're position. adding momentum back into it. So I feel like yeah. adding the momentum would take away from building that power. I'd rather see you hit it, stay and then go. Now, if it's a box squat where like you're going down and touching, okay, but 
But if a box squat where you're fully sitting and stopping, now I could see if you need to kind of lean forward because if you're just sitting and you could rock back a little bit, but like just leaning forward that inch or two and not fully using it for momentum. Yeah. So, and, so. and again, I, I scientifically, I don't even know if this is accurate or not, but I always felt like, you know, with the barbell on your back, your entire body is holding that weight up. As soon as you go to sit down, to me, it seems like you're just compressing your spine. And again, that yeah, could be yeah. wrong with it, but um, that's always kind of made me nervous about box squats in general. But again, yeah, I, I can see that train, train a whole lot in it. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not power, we're not power lifters, yeah. gurus or coaches. Nope. Uh, you know, there are way better people here in the area that can yeah. do that. So, yeah. so maybe they would have more benefit from it. One I day. was going to say, and I have, a, yeah. I have a couple people in mind that I was actually on one of the guys' podcasts that I wouldn't mind having on here as well. Yeah. So as a, just kind of bring in a different angle. Yeah. hundred percent. So, uh, the next one is can changing your water jug help acne and gut health, any benefits at all? I mean, I would assume that, you know, if, if your water jug, depending on what kind of water jug it is that you're using, I use a stainless steel one. I don't want any, any plastic or stuff getting into my water, but, um, I would assume if you don't wash your water bottle at least once a week or so, then there's probably a uh, buildup of bacteria on it, which I, I think I never even thought about it, what it could be doing to your gut, but I'm, if there's bacteria on it, it could very well be messing up your gut a little bit, which then obviously that translates into skin health and acne and stuff like that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I had a buddy who drank all of his water through a camelback and he hadn't changed his tip in like oh. six months oh. and you could literally see the black film and oh Tatiana was disgusted and bought him more. He's like, Oh, my stomach feels so much better. I'm like, yeah, I bet. Yeah. You're literally drinking mold. Uh, I use a stainless steel as well. It's a one gallon stainless steel. It's from Arctic, which is like, I think it says like a R T I C. Uh, I got it off Amazon. It was like 45 bucks. Uh, yeah. I clean it out once a, once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's nice. I, I don't want, if it gets hot or anything like that, I don't have to worry about, uh, toxins from the plastic leaking into my water. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you've ever had a water bottle in your car for a week and you go to drink it, it tastes weird. That's yeah. literally these xenoestrogens and things like that leaking into the water. Dude, so. I've been, um, you know, Dr. Anthony J, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, -uh. um, yeah, he was on the, uh, the excellence cartel podcast a while back, but, um, that's kind of where I heard him. So I've been listening to a lot of his stuff. Um, I actually bought his book Estro generation after he talked. Oh, about okay. That podcast. guy. Okay. Yeah. And I then I never read it. As with like, I've got like 20 books over here that I never read that I bought with the intention of actually reading it. I do that all the and time. Then, and then I, I turn around so and then I buy the audio book. So now I've got the physical copy yeah. and I got the audio book, but I've been listening to that every day when I drive back and forth from work. And um, it's, it's scary. I mean, just how much xenoestrogen are, are in everything that we're having, um, you know, from our hair products, our cleaning products to, you know, that the clothes that we wear even, um, you know, the skincare products that we put on, uh, our water bottles, just our, our drinking water in general. Yep. And it's crazy what America allows. Well, I mean, really what yeah. a lot of nations that the whole world allows, but especially America, like it's half the shit that America allows isn't allowed in other countries. And it's because no. of health reasons yeah and there's a reason why america spends the absolute most on healthcare and has the lowest life expectancy yeah 100 percent. well and, and i mean uh i know that there's there's places or that there's stores in all these other countries that are like the american store and you could walk into it and it's just all of our junk food that yeah. and i see children at, at in the cafeteria every single day at school eating yeah eating. at school and, and eating yeah. three or four of these things in yeah. one sitting i'm like where is and, 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 and again it's not their fault at all yeah, no. it's 100 coming, coming back to their parents but uh yeah it's sad to see that but yeah so i'm like 
I'm trying to pump the brakes and not go zero to 100 with it here at home and making all the changes, but just gradually making some changes and stuff. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited I, to dive to, into that. Yeah. Some of the stuff we've changed here at home is that, uh, that water filter, which well, the, the water filter, um, I've tried to get rid of all plastic, uh, utensils. So yeah. like, especially cooking utensils, like spatulas and stuff, you ever yeah. realize that your spatula, like that melts down that you're eating that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we try to we try not to use plastic Ziplocs, but it's kind of hard to get away from sometimes, yeah. especially because I always break the glass ones and they're expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but we're making small changes here and there. But I did make that change about a year ago. I spent a decent amount of money on a bunch of good cl- uh, glass Tupperware because um, I was like, man, I I heat up four meals a day, you know, in the microwave generally. Yeah. And I've been doing that since I was, you know, 18 years old, if not earlier than yeah. that. Um, all that's and, just going into your food all of that was out of plastic in some of these same tupperwares i have probably had for eight years that yeah, I'm like, yeah, i've microwaved this so yeah. many times yeah exactly and i'm like so you know i kind of started thinking about that as well not too long ago about a year ago like i said but uh so i'm trying to make those changes with it you know i'm excited to get more educated on it as well and be able to help you know my clients kind of start making better decisions with this stuff um but yeah good yeah well i got one more man i saved the best for last Give it to me. I think this is going to be a really good one. Tips on getting your significant other into the gym. Mm. What do you think? Um, Honestly, this is a great question to ask us because both of our wives are, I I mean, I don't want to speak for you and Nicole, but I would say they're into fitness, Mm -hmm. but they're not like life. It's not life. It's just kind of a thing that's there. If they work out cool or they could go a week and be like, whatever, I'll hit it next week. That's pretty much spot on to, to kind of how kind of cool is with it. You know, when me and her first started dating, she was in the gym already consistently about five days a week or so um, was really kind of focused on it. She'd also just gone through a breakup after, you know, long-term relationships. So that was a really big source of her, her focus with it. So it was easy. You know, I was already at the gym. I was working at the gym that she was training at. And so then it made it very easy for us to kind of work out together or just, you know, be at the gym together as another, you know, bonding time with it, whether we were working at it together or not but so that was kind of an easy phase with it but you know i think that this this question there's um context matters in it of course um you know what what i always talk to my clients about especially when they say you know i've been working with them for a year they're like hey i just got into this new relationship with so and so i'm like that's fantastic i'm so happy for you with that i know you've been you know trying to to find somebody i was but you know what i always tell those people is make sure you communicate why this, this lifestyle is important to you. You know, you've built awesome habits and it's easy during that honeymoon phase of like, Oh, we want to go out to eat all the time. We want to do all these things. And I get that. And you, I want you to enjoy all that stuff, but also be able to communicate that balance to it and communicate the me being in the gym or me eating healthier, whatever the case is important and why it's important to you. And ultimately if that's a good person for you, then they're going to be right there with you and either, either they're going to do it with you or they're at least going to support you in it. But if you stop doing what you've been doing for the next six months, when you first entered that relationship, and then all of a sudden, six months later, now you're feeling bad about yourself. Then you're going through, you know, mental health stresses and stuff like that because your physical health is off. Uh, that makes it very difficult. And it makes it hard as well on that relationship to then six months into it, say, Hey, I'm really about the gym. And, you, and then the significant other is like, yeah. well, you haven't been. So like, you haven't been, yeah. yeah. So I think that's hard, you know, with me being a trainer, I've got to walk a, a fine line of like, you know, encouraging Nicole to, to do healthy things to make healthy change, stuff like that, but not being like, you have to do this like that. I, I'm not her coach. She's not paying me to give her advice with this stuff. You know, I want to be supportive with it, but never feel like I'm telling her what to do whatsoever with that stuff. 
I usually allow her to kind of come to me about it. I don't think that really answers the question, but that's kind of how I handle it with Nicole. Yeah, I, I, I personally don't think there's a way to get them interested in the gym. I think they're either interested or they're not. Yeah. Um, you know, I think along the lines of getting into a new relationship, you need to stick to your guns. If you go to the gym five days a week, stay going to the gym five days a week. Mm -hmm. uh, when Tatiana and I got together, she knew I was into bodybuilding. She knew I ate my meals. She didn't try to make me change because that's what I was into. And I didn't stop because we started dating. Mm -hmm. um, but along that, you know, it, I kind of ruined fitness for Tatiana. You know, we got together. She was working out five, six days a week, doing her thing, going on runs. And, you know, here I come along and I'm like, hey, that's kind of wrong. Like, we can fix this. We can do that. Yeah. You want me to help? You want me to help with this? You want me to help with that? Yeah. And she was like, dude, like she didn't even she was fine and happy with what she was doing. And I kind of like wanted to fix everything. So it kind of ruined it for her. And she didn't work out for a couple of years, you know, for a while. She she wouldn't go to the same gym as me when she did get back into it because she didn't want to be viewed as Caleb's wife. And if she did something wrong, she'd be looked at. So yeah. it's kind of hard. So I, the more you pressure them, the more they're not going to want to go. Definitely. Um, and, and think about it from their perspective. You know, they don't want to go and you're trying to make them. What if you want to go to the gym and they're trying to make you stay home? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of yeah. along the same lines. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think you have to kind of wait until they come to you. They need Definitely. to be ready. Um, you know, at one point after Tatiana had, had our son, um, she was her heaviest she had ever been. I, I want to say she's dropped like 40 pounds. I mean, she's done great, but I loved her just as much with the extra weight as I do yeah. now. She, she's yeah. still gorgeous. Uh, I tried to make, do my best to make her feel beautiful. And I, I never said anything about what she did, ate, activity. I, I waited till she was ready and she came to me. And the only change I said, hey, let's just try to eat more protein. Yeah. And you know what? That was the first stepping stone. Mm -hmm. And then go from there. And And now, you know, she works out, you know, some weeks she works out four times, some weeks she works out once, yeah. but now she's in a habit where she'll do things at the house, like body weight stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think the, and it's kind of long winded, but I think the short answer is you, you can't make them. They have to be ready. Um, you know, and the more you pressure them, the more they're not going to want to do it. And if it's yeah. a make or break for you, maybe that's not the relationship for you. I'm not saying break up with them because they won't go to the gym. Of course. Yeah. Um, but it, it shouldn't be a fighting factor. Um, no. And honestly, I kind of really like that Tatiana's like that because I'm so engrossed in fitness and health all day long. That gives you a break from it. It gives me a break. I yeah. can come home and I cannot have to talk about fitness. I cannot have to talk about macros or training. Yeah. I can just hang out with my wife and, and chill. Yeah. Oh, you want to order a pizza? Oh man. Yeah. That does sound kind of good. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's nice and it's not, it gives me a break from something I'm surrounded by 24 seven. So I actually really enjoy it. I can, I can, I completely agree with that. I think the, the one, one comment I want to make kind of about that type of thing though, especially if, if you're married to somebody or, you know, that's where you're kind of headed with it. Um, and health is very important to you, your longevity, your overall well being, and how you feel and your confidence level and all that good stuff. But ultimately, you know, I want to live the longest, healthiest life possible. And I want to do that with my best friend who's Nicole. So like if, if things were started to slip uh, health wise, but I, I was your best friend. Oh yeah. She's always number one. Uh, but no, so like like kind of my point with that though is that I want her to grow old with me, but also yep. being healthy. I want to be able to go travel 
And I don't want to be the one that like, I feel amazing. And then you just feel like dog shit all the time. And then you don't yeah. want to travel, you know, then, then it's like, well, okay, well I worked my ass off so I could be healthy at 60 or 70 or whatever the case yeah. is. So like, that's, that's one kind of thing. So like anytime I've ever talked to her about stuff like that, it's like, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't care what you eat, but it's, it's affecting your mental health because it's affecting your physical health and vice versa. And that creates this, this, this difficulty with that type of thing, or, Hey, you know, whenever you're going on walks, going on runs, like it doesn't have to be the gym. Um, I think people kind of get that stigma as well as like, it has to be the gym. Exercise can be any way, shape or form, whatever you enjoy doing, just going on a walk is perfectly fine. Um, And amazing benefits. And that's something you can do the rest of your life. You know, you can do that with, with a bad back or without a bad back, like whatever the case is, but ultimately just, just as long as health is kind of a a forefront. That's, but that's, again, at the very beginning of a relationship that was made clear for my end and and on hers as well. So again, if you're waiting six years in to try to, you know, communicate that, that it's going to be very, very difficult. Now, ideally, like I do love getting to work with, with uh, couples that come to me and they're like, Hey, we want to make changes together because what is very, very difficult um, is when you have one person in a relationship that wants to make all these healthy changes 100%. and the other person doesn't. Now, ideally, if the other person doesn't want to make those same changes, they're at least going to be very supportive of the significant other and not make it difficult on them. But I see more times than not, if I have clients, they hate it. And only one of the couple, you know, one of the people in the relationship join, it's very, very difficult because the other person, they still want to go out on Friday night and on Saturday night. They still want to have a drink midweek. You know, they still want to be doing all these things and they're getting pissed. They're, significant other who's only trying to make their life better and eat healthier and, and, you know, feel better about themselves. But now they're stuck in this, like, I'm trying to get better, but I also want to please my significant other. So that's when it's, when it's very, very difficult, I think, with that type of stuff. Yeah. But also when you think about it from that perspective, you know, I I don't know if your mom was ever like this growing up or, you know, I've seen families that are like this. And typically what happens is when that one person wants to make a change Mm -hmm. and the other person doesn't, the person that wants to make the change tries to force the change on the other person and yeah. they resent it. Yes. You know, mom goes on a diet, the whole house goes on a diet. Yeah. And then everybody's you know, pissed. If you want to make that yeah. change, I think it's great, but like you can't expect everyone to change as soon that's, as you want to change. That's true as well. Yep. Um, so I, I think it just comes down to don't force it on anyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to wait till they're ready. And when they come, let them do their own thing and wait yep. until they ask questions become because they'll feel more comfortable. They don't feel like they're pressured. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I think, yeah, I think when it comes down to just having a a good open dialogue about this is is important in in, in any relationship. And that could be also just your friends. Um, You know, if if you have a close knit group of friends that you're, you're consistently seeing on the weekends, you know, just communicating to them, Hey, I'm making some changes right now. Like I still want to get out and see you guys. But, you know, I might be bringing my meal with me over yeah. instead of eating what you guys are having. You know, hey, we're going to go out tonight. Fantastic. I might have one drink and, and call mm-hmm. it a night. You know, I'm happy to drive. I'm happy to be the DD or whatever the case is. But, you know, I'm going to do this. And then, you know. So, yeah. again, that communication is, is is goes a long, long way. I could not agree more, my man. Yes, sir. Well, I think we we, we killed it. Uh, anybody who. Yeah, let's get out of here. I'm about to pee my pants. Right. Anybody who submitted those questions, <laughs> though, we appreciate you. Now we'll let Caleb get on out of here. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I mean, that was a really good podcast. I really enjoyed all the questions. Definitely, definitely. Um, as always, you know, review us, leave a comment, tell your friends, share it with somebody. Something in this, you know, something in this episode resonated with you. You know, mm-hmm. if you think someone could uh, get help from it, let them know. You know what yeah, I mean? We're so. down. We're down to help as many people as we can. So, definitely, definitely appreciate all you listeners, Caleb. All right, beautiful. I'm out of here. All right, go have a good pee. Have a good night, my man. <laughs>
All right. See y'all. Bye.